Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Air It Out Podcast. This is episode 39 of Keep Track at Home. I'm your host, Ryan the Goose Gosker, here with you, as always, to bring you the latest and greatest in the sports world. I'm joined by my co-host, Jolan Bayoka. Jolan, welcome. Pleasure to be here, brother, as always. Absolutely, and as every episode we title it, uh, after a certain somebody who wore the certain number, obviously, we're going to run into problems when we reach the triple digits. But I'm calling this a Steven Jackson episode. But, Jolan, I know you got somebody else in mind. Oh, yeah. Shout out Larry Sanka. He's a Hall of Fame fullback who won two Super Bowls, the Miami Dolphins, and was a member of the famed FIMS team that went 17-0 and on its way to winning Super Bowl seven. Over his 11-year career, Sanka was a five-time Pro Bowl selection and named the 1979 NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Shout out you, Larry. Shout out Larry. Well, it was the first time we shouted out any Larry so far. We, we didn't even do it back in episode 11 where we could have shouted out Larry Fitzgerald, but uh, we didn't get to that. We did shout out Larry Bird maybe, I think, on episode 33, likely. That seems, seems That's actually our right. second Larry shout out. That's true. Wow, look at that. Larry, you know, if you, if you are Larry and listening to this, you might be a fan. <laughs> uh, just so you know. But sticking with Sanka in the sport that he played, Football, Joel, on with big news this week. Carson Wentz finally gets traded. He had to get traded, I believe, in the next couple weeks. He had a $10 million guaranteed roster bonus, so they kind of had to trade him. He goes to Indianapolis for a third-round pick this year and a conditional second-round pick in 2022, which could be a first. How could it be first? So the way it becomes a first is if Carson Wentz gets 75% of the offensive cult snaps or he starts 70% of them of their season at quarterback. So either way, they're going to get a first-round pick, which is very probable right now, obviously. So the Eagles did get a first-round pick, but their asking price of two ones, obviously not on the table. It's highly unrealistic, too. I mean, let's be honest. You know, you're. I heard them talking about, oh, let's get, let's get a Matthew Stafford-type comeback. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, is not, he hasn't proven to be even up to his contract yet let alone Matthew Stafford. Well, this is the big question about why they asked for two seconds because the contract is such a big weight. You're already gambling with another team doing business with you. They have to pay a certain amount of money to Carson Wentz, whether he performs or not with this trade. I mean, the Eagles are also taking those $60 million plus in dead cap this year. Yeah, it's so. going to be 33.8 is Carson Wentz's dead cap hit. <sighs> the largest in NFL history previously set by the Rams, who are going to take $22 million for Jared Goff after they traded him this year. Uh, but again, Carson Wentz is a risk, but he's going to me the only organization that he could get fixed, at quote-unquote fixed in my eyes, and that's the Indianapolis Colts with Frank Reich as their head coach. Now this leaves an interesting question for both franchises. One, where the Eagles go in the drafts, obviously they're drafting higher in the top ten. And then two, where do the Colts go? Because they obviously have a stacked defense. Do they try to solidify themselves, maybe move up for a receiver? What do they do? Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably talk receiver. T.Y. Hilton just hasn't been what he used to be when Andrew Luck was there. Again, seemingly a guy that, you, you know, he still performs week in, week out, but he's not that top-end guy that we used to see to a while fair, ago. Andrew Luck can levitate other people around him. Correct. So, but let's see what they do. I again, they got Michael Pittman Jr. last year from USC, great a great target. They got oh, they always have great tight ends. They got great backs, Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, and I'm forgetting another one, and it's gonna make me very Hines. upset. Hines. Yep. There we go. Great, uh, great running back set. They got Quentin Nelson, my favorite offensive lineman in the league, just doing a great job. He wears my favorite number two, number fifty six. So. I, I think Carson Wentz is set up for success, but in terms of the where do the Colts go, 
you know, again, do do you look to get maybe a pure pass rusher now? Because you, I, I don't really see them having one. They you know, really had that, a, that pops off, right? They haven't had a standout one since since Dwight, Dwight Freeney. Freeney. Yeah. yeah, that's Dwight Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis back when those two were together. Uh, I think that's that that or wide receiver is probably where you go. Maybe they look to trade up for an offensive lineman. They lose Anthony Costanzo. He retired. I believe this uh, right after the season. So you got a hole at left tackle, and you don't want to move Quentin Nelson out I there. I mean, it seems to me, we'll get on to the Eagles in a second, right. but the Colts' Frank Ballard knows what he's doing. He Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard, Chris, um, excuse me. Chris Ballard knows what he's doing. Uh, makes both their names up. Frank, yep. Frank, Chris Ballard. But Chris Ballard knows what he's doing when he makes trades. You obviously see him go after DeForest Buckner last year. Yep. Pays off massively. Goes after Carson Wentz this offseason and what would be another Colts blockbuster. Will it pay off massively? You could believe so. Well, and that's the thing. If this thing works, his contract's a bargain for for what quarterbacks are getting paid. So you know, you to me again, you're not taking too big of a risk in my eyes. You know, I think this is the right situation. You have the right coach, and if it works, it works. If not, Philly's paying half his dead cap money anyway. So you know, you're not terribly concerned, and you're in win now mode. You can't really afford to try to trade up for a rookie quarterback. Rely on them. Yeah, and and they've been very transparent about this. They know it. They needed they needed a veteran quarterback, and they got it. So you see a lot of departures now with Philadelphia. They obviously drafted um, Jalen Hurts to replace Carson Wentz, but they're also soft in a lot of spots. The line now, linebackers getting weaker since they won the Super Bowl. Receivers are the worst core I think in football right now for the Eagles, besides maybe the Giants. So where do the oh. Eagles go now in that top ten selection? Do you think they try to move up, get another quarterback to solidify themselves, or? Because there's going to be problems with Jalen Hurts because he wasn't drafted by the group that's in there now. Right, and again, that's that's the that's the golden point right there. I was afraid you weren't going to make it, but you made it. That's the point. Is what does this coaching staff believe? Is do they want to be married to Jalen Hurts? And that's that's the big question. If they don't, they're going to take a quarterback at six. Period. Because and and we saw the last quarterback. You know, drafted by the NFC East at number six overall. You know, eh. but regardless, you know, I think they have to. Very cons- eh. They have to consider it again, because you know. But it was only four games last year, Jalen Hurts. But I don't think that new coaching staff is going to be sold on it because their job depends on it. And I think for that reason, they're going to ser- seriously consider taking a quarterback at six. I mean, it, it, if you just look around the league, a lot of quarterbacks are going to be on the move, including Deshaun Watson. Well, who do you think the next quarterback is to be on the move? Do you think Jalen Hurts also gets traded and the Eagles definitely go out for a quarterback? Or what do you think happens No, here? no, I think they'll keep Hurts on the roster. Again, you got to keep competition there. Uh, the next quarterback on the move, that's tough because the Bears got to do something. I think, honestly, I think Sam Darnold might be the next quarterback on the move. I really do. I don't – the Jets were trying to talk themselves into believing in him. But now you sit there at number two, and I just, I think they go quarterback. I really do. Well, back to the golden point. Yeah. New coaches. Yep. New coaches. I, I, Is I, Bob Sala willing to risk a number two draft pick on an offensive lineman, on a receiver, on whichever direction he goes, but that would be attaching his career to Sam Donald or yeah. the, the near-sighted career because I do know he has a couple of years there. Right. And, again, you know, you look at Sam's whole career. He never had really a great offensive line nor great weapons. Uh, nor any weapons for that matter. But again, do they want to be married to that? And I don't, I, I'm just going to tell you my opinion. I don't think they do. I think they go quarterback, and I think Sam Darnold's on the move. And 
I, I don't know what his trade value is. I really don't. Like, it, it, it nothing like, not, I, I'm not like, oh, he's a two ones guy, like, or he's a two twos guy. He's definitely a one in something I, I, in my book. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get some team that's desperate enough. Look, I mean, like, Chicago the, needs a quarterback was, bad. See, was the Chicago situation is interesting because they're not going to pick up Trubisky's fifth year, I don't think. I don't blame do. them. But now the, the question comes up of what's Watson's worth as opposed to Carson Wentz, and now what's Sam Darnold's worth as opposed to even Wentz himself. Like, Wentz had an outstanding, outstanding 2017 that teams can look at and go, we can build off that. Has Sam Donald ever shown you anything that he could build off of? Right, which makes me wonder why would they get a first round pick for Sam Donald? You and 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 you just look at it. Carson Wentz also had to go to the perfect situation. I don't think they get. I don't think they sniff a conditional first round pick if he goes to any other team you because put a on that. That's crazy. because Indianapolis had the guy in Frank Reich there who has had success with Carson Wentz before. Any other team, Great point. honestly, I don't think they're willing to give up that kind of draft capital. And with Sam Darnold, uh, what do you think? Is, like, it all depends where you rank Sam Darnold, you know? And again, I, I, I didn't believe that Carson Wentz was worth actually what he got traded for, to be honest, based on his play. No. But the situation and the circumstances called for that. So, again, could the Jets get some team that's desperate? Yeah, maybe, you know? Who who puts on who puts on the phone call? The Bears Steelers. do the Steelers call because Big Ben's cap hit's going to be forty one million dollars. They could go from having that to having a rookie contract on their books. You know, it's it, it's a difficult situation to measure, and I'm not a hundred percent sure what his value is, honestly. And it all depends on the circumstances. Who has ties to him? I I don't I, but I don't see first round I don't know why I don't see a first round pick going for Sam Darnold. So let's talk Big Ben because he obviously has meant so much to the league itself and to the two Super Bowls he's won and the Steelers organization themselves. Excuse me. Do you think this is like a slap in the face almost of them trying to push him out the door or what do you think the Steelers do? are they seeing eye to eye? Do they want to go with Haskins or, or what's going on? There? This screams the whole uh, mutually parting ways type thing. That, oh, that we text. talked about with J.J. Watt. That's like, but J.J. Watts to me was real. This likely doesn't isn't real. Um, listen, True. we JJ see we see this all the time, and and as New York fans, as specifically Giant fans, we saw a team go through their legend looking awful in the last few years of his career and eating up a big chunk of the cap. And the Giants just watched him and let him do his thing. And did this whole, like, he's got to ride off into the sunset on his own time. All this BS. And it cost the organization a few years. It really did. So, does Pittsburgh change? You know, because, again, there's a connection between the Mara family and the Rooney family. Do they have that conversation? I don't don't know that Big Ben gets released. I don't know that he mutually parts ways. But he better cut that salary. He he has to. Otherwise, it's going to turn ugly like that. And they will cut him, or they will mutually part ways, quote unquote. Is Haskins the answer, though? No, no, is no. That like a, a Haskins is the chip? answer to like some like, are you smarter than a fifth grader question <laughs> about what not to do? You don't like in Ohio 10 State years. quarterbacks. No, I mean they haven't been <laughs> successful, but again, Haskins was a guy I was high on coming out of college. That is true. But he has proven that he's not trustworthy. It's just that simple. He hasn't been trustworthy to any organization he's been with, and obviously he's only on his second. But there's a reason he got booted at before the end of his second year. You know, like that's unprecedented for guys to get kicked out after a, a year and a half, New maybe. Regimes. New regimes. But again, 
you also looked at his play and his actions. Yeah. They they just didn't fit the bill Selfies for an NFL and they guy. Were like time still left on the clock and they were losing. It, it was weird. It was a yeah, weird one no, he was he was he was a weird guy for that organization. I hope he finds it. I really do. I I root for the guy uh, to to make big off of this, but right now I just don't see it. So let's get into two things I want to talk about right now. Um, well, there are actually there's, there's three and they're all tied together. First, the Trey Boston thing. The second one is the salary cap floor has been raised to 180 million, and the third one is is Stephen or Stephon Gilmore reasonable to go after for the Giants. So let's start with the first thing. Trey Boston, he's officially cut. Now there's a huge pool of safeties. Who goes where? Yeah, this you, is this is. You, you think know, rookies are coming in and replacing dudes? This is Carolina just having to dump salary, uh, and, and for whatever reason, I they're not up against the salary cap, so I don't know what exactly they're doing, but it, clearly they want to give Trey Boston another shot somewhere else on a competitive team. You know, you look at a team like Arizona that has Buda Baker back there, and they've been floating Isaiah Simmons back in between safety, but now do you bring in a guy like Trey Boston? and solidify that. That way you let Simmons play more linebacker, get edge-to-edge, sideline-to-sideline. I think Arizona's an interesting place for Trey Boston to go. Uh, Maybe maybe somewhere like New Orleans, uh, uh, because what's that guy's name? Tremont Williams. Tremaine. Tremaine, the guy that led up the Minnesota Miracle. Yeah, he's not cutting it anymore. And then you got Malcolm Jenkins on the other side. You know, it could be an interesting pair. The salary cap. I'm glad to see the floor went up. This doesn't mean that it's gonna. Ex- it's the salary cap's likely gonna lower. It just can't lower as far this year. So. So let me let me talk about the Stefan Gilmore note I just made. So Stefan Gilmore has a year left in his contract in Boston. Yep. He's on a seven point one. The Patriots. Yeah, the seven point one million dollar deal. Can the Giants truly go after him? Because Bill Belichick releases guys early all the time because he doesn't want to pay a certain amount of contract. And solidify the sec- best secondary in football. Nope. Logan Ryan, Bradbury, Gilmore, Brill Peppers up top, Xavier McKinnon, free safety. Nope, absolutely not. The, the only I don't want that, pessimism, The only man. way that would happen is in free agency because if you try to trade with Bill Belichick, he's going to fleece you. They got J.C. J. Jackson. He, They're he's, on a $7 million deal right now. He is going to f- – Bill Belichick, if he trades with you, he's going to fleece you. You are going to come out on the wrong side of the deal. No matter what it is, he could trade you the soda machine Joe Judge, in his locker room, and you're going to get the raw end of the deal. Joe Judge, the a guy that knows what he's doing. Yeah, but Joe Judge isn't making the GM decisions. He he knows about Belichick, and I'm sure he'll warn Gettleman about it. But Gettleman doesn't listen to nobody. Yeah, Gettleman. <laughs> he, I don't think Gettleman listens to his own wife, let, let alone or his own kids, let alone Joe Judge. I don't think Gettle, Gettleman listens to himself half the time and just says stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, if he wasn't contractually obligated, he wouldn't listen to the Maras either. You know, but so you can't trade with Bill Belichick. He's going to, like I said, he's going to fleece you, period. So, again, if in free agency, maybe, that would be an interesting, an interesting, I want to know how he fits schematically with with, uh, Patrick Graham, our defensive coordinator. And Bradbury. And and Bradbury. You know, again, I think, like, I think personnel wise he fits. How does he fit into the scheme based on what he's best at? Uh, it would be interesting and, and could really promote the Giants secondary. Let's obviously stay local here. Giants, Jets, even Bills, we could talk. Um, who's the first team, do you think, to make an impact, impactful trade, free agency signing? Who's the first team to start making moves? Oh, that's interesting. It's Bills have a great team Honestly, it's got, it, it's got to be the Jets. It, it has to be. Like, they got to do something. 
right, again, moving Darnold, telling us either we're going to go all in for Deshaun Watson or we're taking a guy at two. But are the Giants high right? receiver? You know, the Giants are high at receiver, but again, the Giants have shown a reluctancy to, to trade up in the draft when they're that close to the top. They don't mind it coming back from, like, the second round, getting back in late. They, they have yet to really just jump up into those early stages. You got notable wide receivers on the free agency market, though. Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay. Do the Giants go after them? I, they got to. They have to. They literally, again, Golden Tate's gone. Evan Ingram can't catch, so he's not a receiver. Kyle he's also Pitts not rumors. a pro bowl. Like, what? Kyle Pitts rumors. Kyle Pitts, yeah. But, again, we saw the last tight end we took in the first round. Uh, it's different. Relax with that. Right. Congratulations. Unbelievable. Just like everybody else is saying. Um, no, but I think they got it. Honestly, I don't see why in the draft, unless the big three are gone, why they would, why they wouldn't take a wide receiver. Uh, I thought the big three might be gone with Philly sitting there at six, being the ultimate wild card. But now that they got rid of Carson Wentz and now they might be in the in the quarterback market, uh, I would I would expect the Giants to be able to really heavily go after a receiver in the draft. Uh, and try and try to work around that way, you know, and try to keep Sterling Shepard around. They still need a new tight end. Period. Uh, I don't know if Kyle Pitts is the answer, but it, I I don't know. It, it, it's just I think and the Bills the Bills will make a little signing that we won't find out as a big signing until later in the season because that's how actual great teams do Dude, work, yep. right? So, but I think you know the Jets with their potential with Watson. I get the Giants are flying under the radar in, in terms of making a potential move, but I think the Jets with Watson or Sam Darnold or that number two pick, I think they have the biggest chance and most likely chance to make that trade, uh, uh, to make a move, a significant move quicker. I mean, um, to carry on to the NFL, we actually have some tragic news. Uh, Goose, you want to tell us about that? Yeah, no, Vincent Jackson, the former Bucks receiver, captain, uh, was found dead in his home in Florida on Monday, uh, very, very tragic. Again, a great player, a great person in this league. And, you know, there's there's some concern about uh, what happened, how did he die, when did he actually die. There's been reports he could have died up to three days earlier than, he, than his body was found. Uh, his family said they are donating his brain to the Boston University CTE Center, again, to find out. Uh, and, and to me, that tells me they noticed something some change in behavior since he stopped playing football, uh, and they're concerned about it. Again, how could you not be at this point? But he, he may God, you know, rest his soul, and and our condolences go out to him and his family, uh, and and everything like that. Certainly a tragic situation all around. I mean, Vincent Jackson was one of my fan favorites, guys. Buccaneers even charged yeah. his for Antonio Gates yep. and that great I for, team. I even forgot about that. Was that. A fantastic team he played on, but. Do you think the NFL now has to start taking more accountability into what players do after their careers, or is it not on them? Uh, it, That's a good question. You know what I'm saying? There's a it, lot to it is a good. It is a good question. It's a. It's also a very like, you know, I wonder what legally uh, would happen, but I I think these guys at, at a certain point are are signing off on saying I know, especially now. Because you can't not know. You, you can't not know. There's a movie about it great with Will Smith. Smith. Great movie. Fantastic movie. There's studies. There's reports. There's statistics. There's this. There's that. You had the kid Halinski that that killed himself uh, while he was at Washington State. You have all these. You have cases right now. You talk about Chad Wheeler. That's yep. Back, and you, right you, now. You are talking about guys 
that there's everything on the table. Something's not right. And, and there's everything on the table, and they're deciding, I want to continue to play my career. At, at a certain point, we can't hold the NFL liable for that. Because, again, all they're doing is waving money in their faces, but, you know, they have to still sign. They The players still have to sign the contract. And they know what is coming. And and I think this would be different, too. I think this is different than, like, guys pre, like, 2007. When they when yeah. these reports didn't... When, but now these reports, everything's on the table. Everything. everything you know everything now. It's like impossible not to know. Even when you look back at the tragedies of Aaron Hernandez and um, Junior Seau, like, CTE is prominent here. We obviously yeah. know that, so it's going to be interesting to see what developments come out with Jackson donating his brain and... I don't know. It's just tragic. Another tragic situation that happens again and again. I feel like on the show, yeah. every week for the past year. Yeah, no, and I mean that's been that's been a theme, of, you know, around the country. You talk, you know, anybody that you lost, Tom Seaver, Chadwick Boseman, Kobe Bryant, like all these guys that meant so much. The anniversary to so many people. of Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke. You know, all these different people, uh, and it just finds its way to end up being tragic. And uh, you know, you you wish, you you hope that CTE isn't taking as big of a toll on these guys. You hope it's not the same as it was 30, 40 years ago. It, you hope it's not the same as what you saw in the movie Concussion. But at the end of the day, we just keep seeing it. You know, we keep... And, and again, it's not an excuse. It's more of a reason. And I hate to bring up this point, but I just had this epiphany that this has been going on long before we could even talk about when you even look at O.J. Simpson. Yeah. He stole his own memorabilia he signed. Dude, sign more memorabilia. I mean, dude, wow, that he sold that to the guy, then beat the crap out of the guy because he needed it. You think that's set, mentally healthy? Because he needed money. No. He might have killed his wife. I'm only saying might have just I was just going to say, he, he likely killed his wife. Uh, got and away with it. And rest in peace on Goldman, too. You know, two, it's one of tragic situations. He, I, I told you, the minute that incident happened, when he beat that guy up, I was like, he is the dumbest person I've ever seen. But do you think like, he, he got a, he got away with murder, you know? Like how to get away with murder is a good show, but like he literally lived it, it's and show. and so you know it's what I, I it just, sucks to laugh, but you're right because yeah, it's so long like ago it's, it's looked at differently now. But yeah. like in the meantime, like obviously football players have been dealing with post football trauma for a very mm. long time now. So yeah, and you just wonder what actual right? You don't want guys coddling this. And being like, oh, yeah, no, I beat my wife on Tuesday night because of football. Like, no, there's a certain point where this stops. And, right, the accountability comes into it. So, uh, it, it, as long as we understand and recognize this isn't the reason for every action, but it is the cause of some. And it can't be denied, especially as research continues to be, you know, researched. You know, that's what the topic's it, about. Like, what are they going to do about CTE developing? Right. Are, are helmets getting better? I know. Vizio just released, um, what's their helmet called? I don't even, I don't even know. They just know. released a 2.0 helmet. It's looking slicker, so they're, they're obviously getting after it in different ways. But They're trying see, to. Yeah, there's just going to be some tragedies. I could predict there's going to be some more tragedies with former football players for the next couple of years or so until they really figure this out. Yeah, it's a, I, it's I, but again, say, but it's true. But again, I even think it's going to continue further than that. It's going to even continue, sadly, with the guys from this generation because, again, they... They are signing away and signing done. off on this, right? They they understand like the risk to take care of their family for the rest of their lives and precedingly their children's lives too. So it's tough. I mean, risk reward. We do have to move on. You want to talk about taking care of your kids? Fernando Tatis in the MLB. He signed a massive, massive extension 
of 14 years, uh, $340 million. Is it a bargain? Yes. Okay, some other contracts. Is it a bargain? Slam Diego is just out of this world right now. I, I think, what what is that per year? That's a that's a little over million. 23.5. Actually, I'm lying. It's, it's closer to 24.2, top of my head. Somewhere, they, right, again, it's somewhere in that range. You're not paying $30 million for this guy. Um, again, he is, yeah, 24.2. Right. That's that's pretty good. And you're not a math major. No. So that's pretty good. Uh, listen, he's 22 years old. You're, he hasn't even played 162 career games yet. You probably would have liked to see another season or two, just as a casual fan. But in terms of what he means to San Diego and what he means to that team and the energy, it seemed like the right time to pay him. Now, let's not talk as like fans and former players of a sport. Let's talk about ownership. Ownership got a huge bargain because if they wait that one or two years, they're now paying triple what they're oh, paying of course. right now. Of course. So do you think it's a good deal for the Padres and what they did? Yeah, but again, you always run into the factor that he, you it's know, fourteen years a lot. You, you, oh yeah, no fourteen. I've never been a fan of those type contracts. Like, I want the, I would like this dude to cash out for five years, whatever, whatever that would be. Risk would future be, earnings and playing ball. One hundred and twenty. No, 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 no. I mean, in terms of the organization. Oh. Like, like go with that shorter term deal because again, it might cost you more, but it also if he gets hurt next year. Or he has to have Tommy John, or he becomes injury prone, or he can't hit anymore. You're still paying that man three hundred forty million dollars to be. Eh. Now again, we're banking on him being obviously much better than that. But again, as an organization, that's why the fourteen year deal to me never, never made sense. I mean, when you I look, think ten max. When you look max. at teams that have given big contracts. What's like the most notable one that hasn't panned out the way it should have? I mean, I think um, who's the guy that started over Tom Brady? I'm blanking on his name. Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe got a what? Yeah, ten year deal. I think. I think so. Yeah, well, you look at a guy like Tom Brady, John Carlos Stanton, who got a th- I think he got thirteen years, three hundred and twenty million. For the Yankees? No, he Marlins. got it from the Marlins. Yeah, you're right. You're and right. then he had the one big year, and you're like, oh my god, he's worth it. No, nope. he's not. <laughs> you know, A Rod got a massive deal. They were paying that thing when he was in the broadcast booth. They were still paying him. <laughs> so it's like one of those things where you know, Bryce Harper's on a 13 year contract right now. Like, who's, who's, he's right. But out. <laughs> again, you get to a certain point, and it's like, you look at those guys, like Fernando Tatis at 36. What kind of player are we looking at? You know what I mean? It, it, are we looking at a player that's still worth over $20 million that, a year? That's the biggest question because he is going to be 36. He's 22 now, 14 years, obviously, right. a 36-year-old. Ronald Acuna is another question because he was 20 when he signed his 10-year deal. He'll only be 30 when he's back in the money, but he's only at a bargain of like $17 million a year. Yeah. So is that? do you think that's also stupid? Do you, I think, mean, do you think Ronald Acuna's agent should be in jail now for what Tati's deals were? Kind of. Get robbed. I mean, of course he did. He got fleeced. Yeah. You know, fleeced is the the theme of this episode. But no, I mean, listen, again, but but again, Okunia's put himself in a position where he's going to be 30, and if he's still a good player, it's still the player a lot of people think he's going to be, he's going to make a lot of money on his 30 on his 30th, con- you know, yeah, 30 Yeah, the third contract. Yeah. Yeah, he's so, get north of 100. Right. So, but but again, I don't fault Tatis like Tatis should have taken this thing and ran to the bank and cashed it in today. Like he, should, he had, like no doubt in my mind, you know. Again, for a 22 year old player, but again, you start looking at what what is he going to be when he's 30? 
Is he going to be an even better player? Then $23 million is a steal. Then you're looking at a guy that's going to be unhappy. And how, do you rework the contract then? How does that it's it's very complicated with baseball, and yeah. But but again, in the blink of an eye, he could stop hitting. You know what I mean? Like these guys could it's like. So true. It's so hard to hit consistently. Let's look at other ten-year contracts and Mookie bets, and let's talk Dodgers because their over/under this year is set at one hundred and four point five, which is the most since the ninety-nine Yankees. There that was you the go. Team that came off the World Series back in ninety-eight. Three now. Or that, that, that was the year going I was two. born. They're going. I for think two. they were going for. Yeah, at good, the time, they were going two. for two. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they had won in '96. Regardless, right. Rogers Mookie contract. Does this make sense to you? I mean, listen, they, you know, they got they got, they got Trevor Bauer in this offseason. You know, they got a they and they re-signed Justin Turner. They just found Walker ways. Bueller still better than ever. One year left. Yeah, bro. They just don't. They just don't. There is no salary cap. There is no. There is no. Oh, we can't pay this. <laughs> it's. Yeah, we'll we'll cut you the check. How many years you want? Like, it's just one of those. I, I don't know. The Dodgers, on paper, again, on paper, yeah, they should win 105 games. Yeah, they should maybe win 110 games. But that's a high number to bet on. That's what you know. Well, yeah, but that's dude. the whole point of gambling, right? Like, if they set that thing at 75, they're not gonna make any money. Like, that's true. That's everybody's true. gonna everybody's gonna hammer the over, even if they set that thing at 90. Are I think you would hand me the over at one hundred four. I really think this team could hit Marlins era. Like, I mean, no. well, yeah. What is Seattle? Seattle won one hundred sixteen games. This is the most ever. Yeah, back in two thousand one. Could they? Could they get close? Talent wise, yes. yeah. But again, it's you know, it's a twenty club. At some point, injuries are going to happen. At some, are we even going to see one hundred sixty two games? This are we going to see a full like yeah line? Right. Are we going to see a full season? I you know how's COVID going to affect everything? I don't know. I I would probably say I thought I thought a good over under would be a hundred, but listen one hundred four and a half. That's a lot. They're giving you a lot of respect. They a lot of respect at that point. So do you think they repeat? Oh, do they repeat? Mm, that's interesting. Because, I, again, I don't know who would come out of the AL. We know the Mets are coming out of the NL. No, that's no. really bold. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, Tons of talent even in our own division. They, I'll put it this way. They should repeat. I don't think they end up repeating. Repeating is hard. That's a good point. As we, as we sit here right now. Um, to move it forward in baseball, they now have um, spring training underway, and they have their first intake test group. Um, 13 positives. It was nine players and four staff members. Out of 4,336 tests, is that's, MLB season going to continue as we know? That's a whopping 0.3%. That's, a, that's, again, you know, again, these guys coming off living wherever they are, doing whatever they want. Uh, that's that's a pretty good number. Again, we'll continue to see it these next two weeks. But I, 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 expect, I expect a full season. We literally watched a full NFL season of a sport where guys are literally breathing on each other for three consecutive hours. Now you're yeah. talking about a game <laughs> that's very spread out, that the worst thing these guys do is hit me high, hit me low. Like, that's the worst thing these guys do. So I I don't see why they can't do 162 games. We literally watched the toughest sport do it. I think this should be it should be a cakewalk for Major League Baseball. But again, what, are these guys going to get lazy like the Indians guys did last year? Are they going to get lazy like the, the like St. Louis got or like Miami got? 
I mean, listen, Miami's in Florida, so I can't really fa- I can't really fault them for getting lazy because like the entire state is. But like, hey man, Florida's a decent place. <laughs> it, it, no, listen, a great place to go for vacation. Wild. Not if you want to avoid COVID, <laughs> um, for for whatever reason. But no, I, all jokes aside, there should be no reason why they can't play 162 games this year. I mean, yeah, and when you look at the rest of the league, low numbers, low yeah. numbers. So we can only hope that doesn't have to get centralized and stuff like that. Do you think they're doing all-star game this year, or what do you think? Uh, they're. I mean, they're gonna watch. They're, but again, here's the thing: like, if the NBA has its all-star game, why yeah, shouldn't yeah. Major League Baseball yeah. have theirs? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's a sport. I listen. I don't agree with the NBA all-star game, but like, if they're gonna have it in those conditions, being indoors, we t- you know we know about ventilation and stuff like that with this virus. Why? Why shouldn't Major League Baseball have one? I feel like this is a big year for the MLB to gain traction with fans. They could do some fun stuff this year: home run yeah. derby, couple. I don't know, a couple of home run derbies if you really want to with a tournament style. Like, yeah, they could do a couple things. We and, talked about. I we could. Have, they could have the fans sit outside the ballpark and the home run derby be dudes trying to hit it out of the park, and you don't know if a baseball is going to whack you in the eye or never get to you. Seems like a problem with liability issues, but yeah. Well, listen, you just get them to sign waivers. I mean, it's not hard. And if they're not on your property, like, sorry. I mean, that's true. Well, looking forward to baseball, um, let's talk Mets. Uh, Hall of Famer Tim Tebow has retired. Let's talk, let's <laughs> talk about it. can't say that with a straight face. No, listen, uh, listen Tebow is, is, is one of a kind individual. He's probably one of the greatest pers- people we've ever seen in sports. One of the greatest college quarterbacks the, I've ever seen. The too. way the way he the way he leads, the way he does things, the way he carries himself. He I, I listen, I was never big on his baseball skill. I, I I'd be very frank about that. But him as a person and him as someone in the community, you can't argue it. He's a he's a Hall of Famer in that sense. Well, without a doubt, and you know, credit to him. You know, I know he'll do some football analysis for SEC Network, for ESPN, all that stuff. So, and he's great on that too. He gets you fired up every Saturday. You know, I can't wait to watch Tim Tebow rant about the next thing. So, you know, he's gonna he's he's gonna be great, and he's gonna continue to do what he does, which is be a leader. I mean. I never thought Tim Tebow was going to be a good baseball player, but some people did. Yeah. And the media, they're like, oh, Tim Tebow is coming to minor league baseball. You know, those people are delusional. Very delusional. That's, that's, you know, a problem. Let's move forward with the NBA All-Star game. We have the captains of LeBron and KD. LeBron out of the West, KD out of the East. Goose, do we have the lineups for them, or what do we have here? Coming out of the East, coming out of the West? Yeah, I mean, well, we have, so we have the starter set. So we know the first ten players on the basketball court when the ball tips off on March 7th, will be, you know, these 10 guys. But the the show where they pick them is going to be March 4th. So let me just list off the East and West. For the East, the starting five that got voted is Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. Um, for out of the West, it's Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, and that's it, obviously. Where do you think each – who do you think goes where? Look yeah, I mean, well, happens. I mean, LeBron's got to get the first pick, right? Seventeenth consecutive all for uh, All Star team. Does he get Kyrie? All Star start, I should say. He just won the title last year. That's got to make him the first pick, right? Uh, no, listen, he's got to play this petty narrative. He's got it's for entertainment purposes. He doesn't want to be there anyway, so he's got to play the petty narrative. He definitely won't take Kyrie. Steph. I think he takes Kawhi. 
Really? Uh, yeah. He took, he, took him a, he took him a few years ago. Number one? Uh, I believe so. That's because that Spurs heat number one or number two. Clamp him. Uh, it may have been two years ago. Two years? No, because that was the year he was hurt. Maybe the may have been his last year in Cleveland. I think he took Kawhi Leonard uh, first overall. I don't know if he'd take him now that they play in the same building, but he might take a guy like Giannis or you know he just he won't take any any of the Nets guys. He doesn't want to mess with that. Uh, I don't think him and Embiid are great friends. Uh, Jokic is about as gifted a player as we have in the league. He's about as athletic as I am. Uh, so just a terrific combination. But, yeah, I, I mean, does he go Steph first? I know LeBron's always had a respect for Steph. Uh, but but And Steph's on a great comeback trail this year. But where does he go? I don't, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see, and uh, you have obviously said it, most of these guys are reluctant on playing this All-Star game. So it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. Do we have anything else around the NBA besides Tristan Thompson's dog water? Or what? <laughs> Tristan Thompson. The Celtics got to figure it out. Yeah. Post-COVID Tatum has been atrocious. Um, I think Danny Ainge is wrong for trying to build a team around Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum as the championship pieces. This team's not doing well. Kemba Walker needs to go. So besides the Celtics, everything's yeah, well, he had the chance. He had the chance to wheel and deal and make some big, big splashes in Boston, and he didn't want to. He I had think... all the draft capital in the world, all these players that, that are so valuable, and he said, I'm not trading a single one of them, and now he's got to live with that. And he admitted that today. He admitted that the team, you know, if it's not in the best position to win, that's all on him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when you look at the need of center, Andre Drummond's uh, going to be available on the market where do you see him going? Uh, honestly, I think it's between the Nets and the Lakers. No uh, Celtics? One no, big one here. sorry. Uh, but so one of those two teams is going to get him. And I, I honestly, though, I think the other gets Blake Griffin. It's like one of those weird... Celtics get Blake you know, weird, One of those weird things where whoever doesn't get one is going to get the other. And I, th- I think that's just how it kind of sits. But, I mean, otherwise, around the league... Listen, all the focus is on whether they should have an all-star game, whether they shouldn't. Uh, again, I, I've made this very, very clear. I don't believe they should have an all-star game. I don't think it's within the best interest of the players. No matter what Chris Paul spews uh, in, in that he thinks it is, I disagree with that. But, again, I'm not the one making decisions, so uh, that's his decision, and the players are going to show up. So that's that's the big part of it. Uh, and, and, again, you know, there's not much going on. You know, Super Bowl's over. You know, there's it, it, this is kind of a lull period. Pitchers and catchers are back, though, as you mentioned, so that's huge. That's a lot of fun. The Mets are wheeling and dealing. Training, baby. Do, doing their thing. You when know, new hitters coming to play? Do we know about that? What's up? When do hitters start coming? When I the think whole they team, come uh, in a week and a half, I want to say. So we're looking at so next another week. 10 days. Yeah, another 10 days or so. Uh, maybe a week, but. Yeah, I, uh, listen, I know they want to get down there. They want to have some fun, especially the Mets. They, you know, listen, if you're a Mets fan, you should genuinely be excited about this year. Now, listen, you want to predict them going to the World Series. You want to say you're going to get a tattoo on your right butt cheek if they win. You, you want to do all this crap. You, be my guest. But it, but you, this is, a, this is a year to me where you should legit be excited about this ball club because they have made a lot of moves. It's a different team than it was last year. Now, again, are, are the Mets going to Mets? It's Probably. The hope that kills you. It's the Probably. Hope that kills you. Right, but hope's the only thing we have at some, at certain points. So we got to kind of rock and roll with it. But, uh, you know, just looking around every other sport, men, uh, men's basketball tournament is going to have 25% capacity. 
Uh, they're going to, obviously, we talked about, they'll, they'll be in Indiana, Indiana uh, for the entirety of that tournament. Yes, that is a real place, it's folks, kinda, Indiana. <laughs> it's kinda, they're going to bubble it a little bit, which, which again, is a great idea. Uh, and, and hopefully those fans are good. The Big East tournament's going to have fans because they're in Madison Square Garden. Let's governor, go. You know, the governor announced that they can have 10% capacity at the Garden. I think it's Let's Go Seton Hall, Those Those will not be out to the public for sale. Um, those will be given to the teams, and they will likely allot those to parents, I would imagine, right away. And then, and then you know, I don't know how they would do it after that. But, yeah, it's it, listen, we're starting to see more and more fans back, more and more people getting vaccinated, more and more people doing their thing and, uh, and trying to follow the right protocols in order to do the stuff that they want to do, which is be at sporting events and be out in public and do certain things. So uh, that's been interesting. The one, the one, the one part that's not doing theirs, uh, the, the one organization that's not doing their part. Here we go. Is is the Ivy League? And again, working at Yale, it doesn't make me an Ivy guy. It doesn't make me anything like that. But we talked about the NESCAC a couple weeks ago, and we're finding the Ivy League in the same boat. The NESCAC actually, you know, they they actually haven't ruled yet, but because the Ivies have, they'll likely fall right behind. The Ivy League is just sitting here, and they're saying, listen, it's on our student-athletes that we're not going to have enough people enrolled to play, uh, specifically the men's lacrosse team. But here's the problem. The Ivy League doesn't grant extra eligibility for anyone. It don't matter if it's Joe Biden standing there. They're not getting an extra year of eligibility. I don't care if it's Brock Lesnar. I don't care if it's The Rock. You're not getting an extra year of eligibility. So if you, the minute you roll in classes for that semester, you lose your year of athletic eligibility. And they gave athletes no signal of what way they were going to go. They're likely going to cancel the entire spring season if they haven't done it by the time this podcast is done recording. It's an embarrassment. You're talking about, I, I saw an article today, Connecticut high school sports are playing. But, but places like Wesleyan and Yale with the endowments, the billions of dollars of endowments, can't afford these safety protocols? Are you kidding? Are we, are we for real right now? Is it? What are we doing? Why is it? Again, I get your heavy academics. I get it. That's, that's your main thing. But sports and athletics is a part of the experience that you pitch to everybody. And now you're telling them, go scratch, go figure it out somewhere else. Half of them are transferring. That's it. And, and that's what else are they left to do? I mean, when you look at it, it is a terrible situation for the players itself. But what's the actual, do you know the rules around, like, why they don't give out redshirt years and stuff like that in the Ivy? Or because no? they don't care about athletics enough. That's just they just, it's just, so they, they care about they academics more. This, they wanted to. They, in theory, could. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so Absolutely. They're abiding by some unwritten rules. But here. again, they think it gives athletics more power than it already has. But again, you're you you're ruining a kid's college experience because you're, you're not willing to put in the work. You're petty. The kid's willing to put in the work. Okay, we've seen this, Joel. We talked about this when high school sports were getting going in Jersey. the The fear was the kids. Are the kids going to live it up to? And here we are in, in at the end of February, and these we saw the kids in the fall follow the protocols. Not only in high school, not only in the pros, not only in college. Everybody did their part. Pee-wees. We talked about right. The peewees did it. We talked about the 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 D one guys, the big time recruits that played. These guys that are going to go to the league, they're basically guaranteed to go to the league. Some of them stuck around and played. They didn't have to play. And Their leagues didn't have to find ways for them to play. And if you can say it doesn't happen in the Ivy League, look at Jeremy Lin. 
straight out of the Ivy for you. Jeremy guy. Lin, Ryan Fitzpatrick, JC Treader. There's guys that uh, come out of the uh, Ivy. You're talking about um there's other there's other guys too. Tons. Yale's got two guys in the three guys in the league right now. You got um Cornell's got guys. Kevin Booth of the Giants went to Cornell. You look at all these guys, and they they Tragic. they go to these schools and they come out and they they make good. They they Cameron Brait, Cameron Brait, I think went to Harvard. Mm-hmm. Okay, like the, these guys are intelligent dudes that want to play sports and that and that enjoy that. And you're not giving them a fair shot. You're not giving them any shot, actually, at competing for anything. You know, this only hurts the Ivy in specific, because when you look at schools around the country, you got your Stanfords, you know? Yeah. You got your schools that will put money into athletics and their academics, so they're playing with fire, man. They really are. Yeah, and and, and it's just an unnecessary fire. Yeah. It's a, we are unwilling to do this, and we are unwilling to help our student-athletes, and then we're going to turn it around and pin it on them. Could you be more of a coward? Could you be any softer? Could you be less of an adult? Could, could you be less of an adult? Really? Like, you're pinning this on the kids like they had any choice. They lose that year of eligibility. Are you kidding? Why? Why would they lose that year of eligibility for you, somebody who wouldn't even wouldn't even help them out? Wouldn't even help them out. It's tragic. And, and you're going you're gonna to blame it on them? I mean, it, this is ridiculous, man. I'm so sick and tired of these, oh, education-first schools that just don't care about athletics. You literally sell it to people. You sell it to people to come spend 80 grand at your university per year. How much money do you get from the athletics, too? I'm you don't. You. you don't. Well, the, oh, the schools, oh, in terms schools, of schools, the revenue? schools revenue? The school makes a ton of revenue. Exactly. The school, the school always finds a way to make money off of its biggest athletics. Exactly. And you don't even give them a shot. Not even a, not even a chance. To pro- oh, and by the way, they're likely the smarter dudes. So they might actually follow protocols to a T. They might follow things to a T because they're intelligent dudes. Like, I'm sorry, or they're intelligent women, or they're intelligent, you know. If middle schoolers can follow these rules, I am guarantee the Ivy League can. Preach. And and, and it, it's just, it's disturbing to watch, and I'm so sick and tired of it, and I really feel for these kids. FDI. I feel for these coaches. I feel I feel for, you know, the strength and conditioning coaches that, that just... You know, I had a strength and conditioning coach call up one of my buddies I worked with at Yale. He called him up at one of the... He's sitting on the phone with him from 11 to like 1.30 in the morning. Like, because he's like, I have nothing to do. I literally have nothing to do. There's no athletes here. Nobody wants to be here. they got to do all these... Pro- they're not even offering these kids a chance. It's just despicable and it's wrong. And and, and they got to figure it out because, again... You know, you talk about leagues that don't even need to do this, have found ways to do it, and you can't. It's a bad stain on you. and It's going to be a bad stain for a while because people will not forget how you treated them in the harshest times. Yeah, you treated your athletes like they didn't matter, period. And that that goes for the NESCAC, too. It's the same thing. And and, uh, hold up. Let's let's put a a, a term down to this. We're not discrediting academics and their importance. Nope. We're talking about giving fair kids a shot, period. Yeah, because, again, like, it, these kids are figuring it out. They're on campus. They're under strict protocol. They're under quarantine periods when they come back. These kids can do it, and they can figure it out, and they're taking a mental strain. So the fact that you're not allowing them to do what could be their outlet. The fact that you're just not doing your job, right. which could be their outlet. It's right. crazy. And, and, you don't, and you're making decisions about the athletic department, likely without even consulting the athletic director, who would likely tell you, we can do this. We can figure out a way. 
But it, again, it's a just a simple case of adults not being adults. There's no communication and it, they're embarrassing It's themselves. a disgrace. I'm I, I'm so sick and tired of it. Reminds I'm me when I was 17, didn't compromise with anybody. I'm sorry we uh, we had to end on this note, but uh, here's here's a positive note. We we had mentioned we were going to take a break. That is not going to happen. We're going to keep this thing rolling. We, we get, will have a short break in March. We, we keep getting content. We might call them in. We you know we'll see what we're going to do. We'll figure it out, guys. We're going to keep trying to build this thing and and move you know maybe to new platforms and stuff like that video and find different ways but again continue to raise five star on apple continue to give us good good reviews all that good stuff subscribe we need your great. support subscribe follow us on twitter follow us on instagram you can follow me on twitter at gosker 56 on instagram at goose on the mic Jolan, how about you um, they can follow me on Instagram at Good Old Joel's and Twitter at Good Old Joel's. You can follow our Instagram at airitout.podcast and our Twitter at podcast airitout. Again, any questions, comments, concerns, or compliments, you can reach us at those. And uh, shout out Ray and Toy Machine Music. They came out with the classic Run Rabbit Run. I love it. Phenomenal. Yeah, a, a great music. And again, shout out to shout out to Ray for doing our intro. And oh yeah, we've done that. A, we shouted him out a couple times. You know, of course, and, Renaissance and, man. And we we love his support. And and again, it's just another another person we we hope to continue to build and uh, build with. And you know, this is this is what we need, guys. We want you to reach out. We want you to you know, hey, I think this would be good for your you know intro song, or hey, this would be a good segment for you guys. Reach out to us. Let us know. And, uh, you know, it's crazy, Joel, and we're at the end of another week. Uh, until next week, what's up? Breaking. Deshaun Jackson's done Philly. Deshaun we'll Jackson is out in Philly. Uh, he's got, I think he's got sixth most or fourth most 60-plus yard touchdowns ever. Uh, Could be the end of a great career. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? The ultimate, One of the ultimate home run hitters uh, that, that, that we've seen. Listen, I don't care that he plays for Philly. Uh, it's just a home run hitter every time he stepped on the field. Made you worry every single time. But, uh, Joel, on until next week, until actually the end of February next week, and until episode 40. Matt Dodge, kick it out of bounds. Put it in the books.